When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1000. Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Fields Milburn from TheMinimalists.com. And before I get into this special takeover episode, this is a true takeover episode of Optimal Living Daily, I want to say congratulations to Justin for reaching a 1,000 episodes. It feels like it was just yesterday when you started this podcast, and I'm so excited for you and grateful for what you're putting out there in the world. What I'm going to read for your listeners today is a bit of a, a short story from Zadie Smith. It's it's in the, the New Yorker magazine. Now, I'm just going to read the first section because I believe the first section is a really good standalone piece that stands great by itself, but if you want to read the entire short story, which would probably take me half an hour or so to read out loud, then we'll have a link in the show notes for you to explore more. The reason I'm I'm reading this short story, it's a little bit different from what you might expect from Optimal Living Daily, is uh, one of my favorite quotes. I think it's from Kafka. He said, sometimes life's most difficult problems can be talked about only with jokes. And so this short story is sort of a, a satirical look at today's hyper-aware, hyper-alert, and in some cases, hyper-outraged world. And it is, maybe if I were to append what Kafka had to say, I, I would simply say that sometimes life's most difficult problems can be talked about only through fiction. So this short story is called Now More Than Ever by Zadie Smith. There is an urge to be good, to be seen to be good, to be seen, also to be. Badness, invisibility, things as they are in reality as opposed to things as they seem, death itself, these are out of fashion. This is basically what I told Mary. I said, Mary, All these things I just mentioned are not really done anymore. And also, while we're on the subject, that name of yours is not going to fly. Nobody's called Mary these days. It's painful for me to even say your name, actually. Could you get the f*** out of here? Mary left. Scout came by. A great improvement. Scout is so involved and active. She is on all platforms and rarely becomes aware of anything much later than, say, the 300th person. By way of comparison, the earliest I've ever been aware of anything was that time I was the 10,206th person to see that thing. There's evidently a considerable gulf between Scout and me. 
But that's why I'm always so appreciative of her coming by and giving me news. Now, according to Scout, the news was, is, that the past is now also the present. I invited her to pull up a stool at my mid-century modern breakfast bar and unpack that for me a little. The light that afternoon was beautiful. From my place on the 11th floor, I could see all the way to the Hudson, and it filled me with optimism and an eagerness to be schooled. But Scout was cautious. Believing me incapable of either trans-historical thought or platform mastery, she placed a New York Sports Club tote bag on the counter and pulled out two puppets, homemade, insultingly basic. The first was recognizably female, human, although she had long arms, terribly long, at least three times the length of her body and no nose. The other was a kind of triangular spindle with a smudgy face painted on both sides, trailing thread from its corners, which I could have sworn I'd seen someplace before. Scout's demonstration was quite detailed. I don't want to get into it all here, but the essence of it was consistency. You've got to reach far, far back, she explained, into the past, hence the long arms, And you've got to make sure that when you reach back thusly, you still understand everything back there in the same exact manner in which you understand things presently. For it should turn out that you don't. That is, if after some digging, someone finds evidence that present you is fatally out of step with past you, well, then you simply have to find some way to remake the connection. And you've got to make it seamless. Not double-faced or double-sided like this triangle spindle guy, but seamless because otherwise you are and were in all kinds of trouble. Seamless. Seamless. At which point we both got hungry and paused to order a couple of poke bowls. Here's a question for you, re-consistency, I said, putting my elbows on the counter. I know this woman who's a big, fancy CEO. Her name is Natalia Lefkowski. She totally squared the past with the present, is admired by all, and is not only seen to be good, but actually does good in the world for many people, providing clean water and equitable job creation and maternity leave and plenty of other and arguable benefits for women here, there, and everywhere. But yesterday, she got this message. I showed Scout the message, which I had received on my phone from someone called Ben Trainer, apparently an ex-boyfriend of Natalia, whose son, I mean Natalia's son, was in my Kafka and Kierkegaard class a few years ago. According to this Ben Trainer, Natalia had liked to do things in the very recent past that were not consistent with her existence in the present. Stuff like smizing Ben Trainer while pretending to be his mother, also calling him daddy while he pretended to be holding her as a in a crawl space underneath her own East Hampton kitchen. At the time, they had both agreed to these oppositional kinks. But when they broke up, it occurred to Ben that, although there was no contradiction between his own life and his intimate life, Ben worked as the general manager of a leather bar down on Rivington, There was surely a big old gap between how Natalia morally lorded it around in her professional existence and the weird she was into behind closed doors. In Ben's opinion, 
these dark desires went way beyond kink into problematic, which was the reason he was texting everybody in Natalia's address book to let them know. Scout, I asked, do you think she should be afraid? Do I think she should be afraid? That's your question? That's my question. Scout packed up her puppets and left, accusing me of flippancy and misjudging the current climate. We never even got to the poke bowls. Sometimes I think I don't ask the right questions.